0: Welcome to Season 4 of the Powered by Rock Podcast. We'll bring you the best stories in rock music with a focus on highlighting independent rock musicians and their music from all over the world. No, rock music isn't dead. It's getting better and better. It's just time for you to start paying attention again. With that said, let's get this party started.
1: The mountain's gonna rise and fall by me.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power By Rock podcast. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Brian of the LA Rock Band Record Year today. Record Year has been sporadically playing shows and making music since its creation about six years ago, I want to say. But what's really exciting about these guys is that they have a batch of new songs that take their music into brand new territory. And I don't just mean for themselves, but I honestly think this is music. It's, it's basically is unlike anything I've ever heard. And the best way I can describe it is Bruno Mars mixed with Turnstile or something to that effect. So it's eclectic but i freaking love it their latest single i love that for you was released in february of this year and you can hear backup vocals trumpets and just about you know anything you think of like motown kind of swing mixed with like some hardcore punk or you know alternative rock all mixed together and it makes you want to get up and knock shit over so hey brian welcome to the show
1: hi how you doing yeah that's so professional
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do my research (laughs) 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 um but yeah so let's kind of talk about the band because i see i got the chance to see you guys back in la i want to say in like july of last year or some somewhere around that point yes and it was part of like a kind of like a a one-day festival at a brewery and you guys fucking killed it like so much so that i even gave you guys guitar cables because i was like i think you guys are awesome like i want to figure out like something to support you so like i was just like i was vending my guitar cables there for that day so i said just take them <laughs> you have um, yeah. In my head, I was thinking, you know, these guys got something like they got something. I think you guys pulled the biggest crowd of the day, too. Like it might be because you haven't played a show in a while before that, but at the same time,
1: yeah, it was you, the first show in some time.
0: Yeah, you guys have a lot of talent. So let's kind of back up and get me to that point where I first saw you guys. How did this band even come together, and how are you working with? Cause I think you got some new members coming, coming in and out of the band um, based on this new music and material. So how's that all going and how did it kind of come together in the beginning?
1: Um, from the very beginning.
0: <laughs> sure. Like not from like the day you were born or anything, but like, you
1: know,
0: how, how did you get, cause when I, when you sent me the first, cause I've listened to the first album as well, it's not this sound, right? It's different. It's no, a little bit more no. shoegazy alternative yeah. kind of style. So mm-hmm. how did you get to that point? And then how did you turn into the, the new songs? Uh-huh
1: um i started writing when i was like like 17 or 18 like right out of high school and i think that that was around like 2007. (laughs) so that was uh, all that was kind of just around kind of like the end of like pop punk right yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. so so um all all the early stuff was like super pop punk really um, but how we got to that, um, I had a, had a uh, high school friend of mine that we just got together and we were just writing acoustic songs at first, and uh, and we just wanted to make kind of like heavier music but like mel- like melodic and catchy heavy music, yeah, sure. Um, but what else? Uh, damn. I, don't know. I mean, was this
0: was this people in <laughs> high school? Like, have you? Yeah,
1: for a long time or? yeah, this uh, is uh, our original basis of like. I was gonna stop playing guitar completely because <laughs> like I couldn't figure it out, and he told me uh, he's like just learn tabs, and I was like, how? What are these numbers? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we started writing like the that first album like there were so many revisions of that first album and uh i don't know (laughs) i'm uh i'm kind of losing my train of thought here
0: um well let's talk about so when you're going from the pop punk stuff and mm -hmm. then going to kind of what came out of the album Mm -hmm. did you have any like conversations with with the guys that you were playing music with and saying like you know pop punk is dead you know, we don't want to make this or was it like you kind of like as you get older, like certain styles, you listen to certain styles that are different. Like you might mm. not listen to pop punk anymore after the age of 23 or whatever, um, you know, and, and because of you have different things going on in your life or you're hearing different influences. What kind of was was there any external influence or was it all just like you came together with the people that you're playing with? And that's just kind of what came out.
1: Um, Everyone that we got together with they all you know came from different backgrounds of music you know one guy was like hardcore i was more pop punk more pop music i was like more blink 182 he was more like macedon and uh uh we met uh ended up meeting kyle who's like beatles and and you know van halen and then ended up with quinn playing drums who's he listens to like like tribal drums and like Mongolian throat singing music. <laughs> and so we ended up getting together and just whatever happened, it's just the album, just that's just what, just what happened. It's just a mix of everyone's taste, really. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do want to pick up what you're saying about like kind of like the pop style. Um, mm-hmm. You have, I would say, you have one of the bigger sounding voices that I've heard in an independent band in a long, long time. Like there's people who like have their lead singers by default because no one else wants to sing or their lead singers because they're the ones that write the songs and then they build a band around it. But like you seem to have like the stature of your voice seems to be like, you were going to be a singer, whether or not you played an instrument, whether or not you were going to be in a band, that's how like big the voice is. So how did that kind of come through? Were you like, singing before or like has it just been kind of growing to this point or how did you how would you get there
1: um like originally all the old songs i just sing i would like try to sing like tom Delong yeah <laughs> be like i, I. <laughs> uh but then uh over the years um uh i i really got into like soul music and at the, at the same time i I was also listening to a lot of Fall Out boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I was just driving to work like all the time. Like I would just like, just be singing fallout Boys, listening to some music and singing along. And that kind of like developed my voice to where it is now. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, if you really listen to it, like you can kind of hear it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think so, I mean, Cause that's what I'm getting. At. I mean, if you listen to what you're doing now, I mean, you know, I can't wait for people to like, hear like even more of what's coming out, but. Um, It is more Motown, soul, funky, um, but then it's also got these just insanely like catchy, you know, emo pop punk rock choruses that are, you know, almost, I would say borderline hardcore with how the music kind of comes out. And it just, I don't even know how, like without (laughs) without people hearing it, I don't know how to accurately describe what I'm listening to which is a good thing for me because it's it's something I've never heard. And I've listened to goddamn pretty much every genre and every kind of music ever. Um, when I hear something as different and unique as this, I'm like, okay, first of all, it's different and unique, but then second of all, is it good? And then it's so fucking good. And I'm listening to it and going, all right, like whatever happens, like this, this band should at least have the opportunity to be heard by a hundred to 300 people for this particular reason and you know play a show see you know be on a podcast or whatever somebody needs to know like other than me needs to know about this band so um i think it's going to be uh when you do release this ep well sorry you were going to release it as an ep when you release this new music um Mm -hmm. i will be shocked if you don't Mm -hmm. give a great reception and i did i did have a conversation with andy from sell the heart records and i sent you guys over to him that the ep part of it and he said he really liked it as well so um Good feedback, obviously. So now the the status of where you're at, right? So you've sent me, I think, five songs, maybe six. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly how many, um, where it was all in the same vein. And you said, well, think about releasing this. Think about releasing this in May. And I want to say this was like back in January, or February, we talked. And I said, well, you could do that. Um, there's pros and cons of EPs, right? Mm-hmm. But then you were like, okay, let's just go ahead and make a full album out of it. So what's the status of this full album? Have you guys written, recorded any more of the songs? And I know you had mentioned to me that playing this stuff live is also kind of complicated because of all the extra elements. So kind yeah. of give me a rundown of what's going on.
1: Um, well, we started with five songs, uh, the ones I sent you. I think I sent you a demo of the last one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think we're working on three more at the moment. It's just they take so long they take forever because i mean there's so much so much, <laughs> goes in, so much so much goes into it and i mean i, I just don't like oh like there, there are times where, like oh we, we did that with the last song it's like so oh we got to scrap it we got to redo it and then um um so that's going to take i don't know maybe a couple more months hopefully yeah. not no hopefully not longer than a couple months but but uh yeah but and for the show part we we never really played with backing tracks before, because uh, we never had to. Yeah. And and now that, uh, <laughs> it's getting to, uh, uh, you know, right now we're just kind of learning how to play on time.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so uh, once we uh, once we get uh, once we get that going, it should be uh, it should be easier. It should be a uh, you know get more confidence and you know get some shows going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to try to bring a trumpet player, you know, mm, backup no. dancers or singers or
1: anything like that. Yeah. It. I mean, also, yeah. And for me, too, because, I mean, some some of those songs are kind of hard to sing. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. When, when an independent band tries to go on tour with 13 people. No, yeah.
1: 13. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah no. And I'm, you don't make money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to pick 13 people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you think that this will be the the eventual full album of it so let's say 10 not eight to 10 songs somewhere in there will probably be finished within the year though
1: uh yeah uh, hopefully yeah yeah i mean it's on track i mean we're getting we're getting pretty close
0: yeah Yeah. cool well i'm excited because uh you know this is one of them like i said one of these unique opportunities of like a, a totally different sound of music coming out and I know what to expect or like, cause I've heard it. Like I know how good it is and I just want to see what other people think about it. Like not, I don't ever give a shit what other people say, but like about me. Cause like, I, I have no, I have no embarrassing, like I can't be embarrassed and I can't be shamed. Cause I'm just a piece of shit or whatever. Um, <laughs> but like when somebody, like when I say like, this is a good band and somebody's like, I don't like them. I'm like, there's something fucking wrong with you. Then like, we have mm-hmm. a problem. Like, if you don't like something that's <laughs> objectively good, then we have a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think that this is going to be an interesting kind of uh, showcase. Because I, you know, I've already told you. Like, w- if we can find a way to get it this on vinyl, that'd be really cool. I'd possibly get it on a, on a on a album or a record label or something like that. It'd be very cool.
1: Yeah, no, that'd be super cool. I I know, it's a, no go ahead. Was,
0: go, go ahead. No, finish what you're going. Oh, no, 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 no,
1: good. I had nothing. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I, got nothing. I got nothing.
0: So what I want to do is kind of shift a little bit and, and let's just talk about kind of like the what you what you've kind of been doing. Like because obviously, like I said, I've seen you, I saw you in LA, you play with a few bands. Um, you know, being in LA, it's I don't ever find really, really good bands that often. I find a lot of like the hair metal bands, I find, you know, these I won't say washed up, but maybe never has beens or, you know, emulated journeymen of the rock genre, I'll call it, where they think that they're famous, but they've never been famous. Um, it's very hard to find good rock music. And when I do, I'm like, how the fuck are you from LA? Cause like, I know what LA sounds like. LA sounds have a very specific sound. So when I, when, when people say like LA rock music, do you have like a, like a kind of like a flashback of a, of a, like when I, when I hear it, like I have like almost a bad feeling about it. Or do you kind of just like you have no expectations of what that music means to anybody?
1: Well, normally what? Like LA Rock is usually associated with like the whole like sunset yeah. strip, right? With all the rooms. all the viper room and all that hair metal stuff. And like red hot chili peppers, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're not even from here.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh I mean honestly, there's I mean there's so much music now. There's not really any ex- expectations coming out of LA for the sound. I have no expectations for sound. I know there's a, uh, there's just like scenes everywhere. So yeah. everyone, everyone's just kind of doing their own thing now.
0: Yeah. And without yeah. record labels, like trying to snatch up every rock band, it's like, everybody's got to go out and make their own way now. So like I think it, it leads to more creativity without mm-hmm the ability to get more exposure easily, which kind of sucks. Cause it's like all these artists are putting all their hard work into it without getting any sort of reward in any immediate future. But at the same time, they're not being screwed over by big record labels either. So that's kind of good. Um, mm. So let's talk about the LA scene because do you have like any current favorite bands that are kind of playing in the LA scene right now that you can say like, maybe here's my top three or anything like that.
1: Um, I have bands that, in My top three, but I don't, I don't know if they're from LA or not. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh,
0: well, let's let's go with who are your top like three maybe independent uh, bands that like maybe people haven't heard of. Uh, like, oh, I don't know. Um, because if you say like, well, uh, Weezer is my the, top band, but like, well, yeah, I think people know that's not Weezer.
1: <laughs> uh, I like Microwave. <laughs> have you okay. heard of Microwave? I have not. I, heard, actually, no. Yeah, I love this band called Microwave, I love uh, this band called Pup.
0: Pup, yeah, I know them.
1: Yeah, I love Pup, and um, and uh, and Hot Mulligan. They just came out with, with the album. It's a great album. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's, I so it's
0: just wrote a review for it this morning. It's so good. Yeah, so good. I'm gonna write these down because yeah, <laughs> Hot, Hot Mulligan. It makes sense that you say you like that because if if people know of Hot Mulligan, mm-hmm. that is kind of similar to a sound that you have with your music, but like, it's not at the same time. It's like, yeah. your chorus yeah. maybe are like hot Mulligan, but like mm-hmm. the rest of the song right now is not. And mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool because I actually, I wrote in my review, which hasn't been published yet, but I said something like if bands like white Reaper, hot Mulligan and turnstile all were on a tour together, then radio stations and, and record labels would understand that you don't need 90s bands to promote new music because these are just really fucking good bands that play yeah. now that are active now that came out in the last 10 years or so that are making their way in the diy and independent rock scene basically just by fucking busting their ass and playing and making really good music so yeah that's pop, yeah. another one like they got yeah. big all on their own so yeah, yeah. it's yeah. interesting all right. Well, cool. So let's talk about, do you guys have other things coming up? Cause you were talking about, um, we talked about potentially uh, doing shows. Do you have anything lined up or do you have kind of an idea of when you might be able to make that happen?
1: Um, we don't have anything lined up now. We're just, you know, you're just trying to kind of just get to the polish that I think we need to be at. Like, mm-hmm you know, when you see a band for the first time and they're like, they suck. Like you never want to see them again. <laughs> like, I don't want that to happen to us. You know, yeah.
0: I, want, I, want,
1: I want, you know, uh, every time, every time we play, I like, I want it to feel like, you know, it's the first time you saw us. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we'll get there. Well, I mean, we'll get there. It's just, it's just taking some time right now.
0: Yeah. I will yeah. also give you a, a piece of advice on that. There's a, a phrase out there that says something like, it's better to get something or better to do something than to do it perfectly. Basically, like, just get it going. Because mm-hmm. if you wait until it's perfect, you'll be waiting for fucking ever.
1: Oh, no, no. It's just, no, no, yeah, no. It's not going to be We're not we're worried closer. about perfect.
0: Don't worry about <laughs> Yeah, that. we're, not, we're, we're yeah. worried
1: about being okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're worried about not screwing up every single time. Yeah, that, like yeah, so
1: yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's very cool. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I know that you were talking about wanting to come out to Vegas, and so hopefully we can make that happen before the years end, and I think people are going to love it, because I, I have some ideas of bands that would be really good fit for you, too, so we'll um, yeah, try, to, yeah. try to get a show together out here. Um, yeah. But I do want to play the song before we before we wrap up here. Uh, I do want to play the song, I Love That For You, obviously, from your guys' this new single, um, so people can actually – listen to it, hear what the fuck we're talking about and say, if, see if what, what we've already described makes any sense. Um, but I do want to thank you so much for stopping by and obviously letting us, you know, know a little bit more about the insights and the insides of the music. Um, but did you have anything you wanted to specifically say about this song before we go? Um, no,
1: not really. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't know. I was kind of just a little bitter when I wrote the song, but Mm-hmm. it's all right
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm assuming it's about
0: an ex-girlfriend or something of the of that sort because uh there's there's backup female vocals calling you an asshole and stuff like that and um yeah it's it's done pretty well i think i think people will get the gist of what's happening without knowing all the lyrics <laughs> So
1: maybe maybe
0: yeah their <laughs> <laughs> secret meaning is it like something's parakeet that you used to have?
1: No, no. It's all it's this is like, oh actually like the the song itself is kind of just like the illusion of fame. is like you know, don't you know who I think I am? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty yeah. good too. That's pretty yeah. t- typical LA attitude as well.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's like the irony of being in, in LA. But mm-hmm. um I do want to make sure I ask you this do I have your full permission to play this song? Uh, so that way YouTube and Spotify and all these assholes don't take me off the air.
1: Yeah, yeah, go for it.
0: Perfect. So here's the song. I love that for you from record year to place it in the break and make sure to check out all the links to their music and their social media. Make sure to follow them below this episode in the show notes. And we'll be back right after this. Reverend Guitars embodies the idea that every run of scorching lead and every roll of finger-picked twang deserve the same passion and commitment to quality. Whether you're selling out arenas, or playing in your living room, we know that what makes an instrument powerful is when players wield them to create something remarkable, a melody that moves mountains, a riff that just won't quit. We want to be there in your hands when that happens. For us, that means staying true to what we believe. Somewhere along the road of electric guitar history, it became a crazy idea that guitar makers should craft guitars with the same sense of purpose and passion, whether they're played in a bedroom or an arena. If that's a wild idea, then we're in the right place, carrying six strings and an attitude, and we're in good company. Reverend Guitars, well played. Running your own music career is incredibly difficult. Trying to get people to like, share, comment, listen, follow, it's all just overwhelming. Most musicians give up before they ever achieve success, and that's the worst. If you're looking for a better way to grow your music career, head to DIYRockCareer.com for some absolutely free training. It costs you nothing, and it could be the difference between hitting your goals and quitting your dream. Go to DIYRockCareer.com today by clicking the link below this episode. Then I lost my way let me ask you uh, obviously talking about the new sound of the the music you were talking about how you were listening to soul music was there was there anything inside that was like I want to switch to this type of music or did you play like, cuz I think you I, m- I remember you saying you played like one song and you're like this sounds pretty good let's maybe see if we can do more was that kind of like an experiment or like did you feel like this is where it was going
1: Yeah um there was a song on the first record called same hands where mm-hmm. at the at the very end we switch up to this whole like doo soul thing and i think that was kind of like the proof of concept maybe maybe we can get away with it yeah maybe, and it'll sound cohesive um but then um yeah uh i had a originally i made the the very first song when i wanted to switch a soul I, like i had a, I had a dog for like 16 years and he, just, he died and but and then when he died i was like oh man I want to make soul music. <laughs> and, uh, and the first song, the first song I made was, uh, can't take me nowhere. Yeah. Which is about my dog. And, uh, I was like, wow, this, this is great. I think we could do this. Let's just, um, I showed it to, uh, a uh, a, a friend of mine who owned a studio who actually ended up joining the band, uh, Thomas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and he was like, let's just let's just keep do, making music like this this is great like I'm like how
0: <laughs> I'm like where do we
1: start yeah because like, uh, I I, I, yeah, yeah I got like, the one it's like how, how do we do it again and then how do we do it again and then um you know that was like almost maybe like almost two years ago so yeah. it's take it's taken a while to write these songs yeah, yeah.
0: do you feel like it's it's the I guess. The, the the risk and the effort is going to be worth the end result though because from what i hear i mean like i said it's it's completely new and unique that can be scary for two reasons obviously one because it could fall flat on the face and yeah. nobody might like it other than me and one other person on the, on the earth or whatever <laughs> um or uh you know it could be scary for the sense that it might actually get popular and completely change what happens in the next couple of years right like i mean you might pioneer which would be fucking weird to say like oh i'm gonna pioneer a new kind of genre of music but that's also equally scary i think it's like i don't want to be known for this like for certain reasons but i also don't want it to not work either so do you have any kind of dual like feelings about you know what 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 the popularity or non-popularity of this might look like
1: um i think i think you're running into the um the problem of where you know it's not heavy enough for the heavy people and it's not soulful enough for the people like the soul you know yeah. so you're kind of caught in the middle of who's it for because <laughs> you know you're not totally you know can't please everybody so what yeah. are you gonna do i mean i like it i mean <laughs> I, I i think i mean first and foremost i think i write just for myself, honestly, yeah. and I'm, I'm like you, I don't, I don't care if people hate it or not <laughs> I love it too. If I, as long as I like it, that's what it's going to be. And if, if it, if, you know, if it ends up picking up steam and, you know, you become pioneers, that'd be, that would be insane, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but But, uh you know yeah yeah that'd be crazy but uh (laughs) but you know he's kind of if it happens it happens (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, and
0: i think i think obviously a lot more people are afraid of it not working than than working regardless of the the repercussions of how famous or whatever it might be Mm. i think most people are like i'd rather it work on any level than not work at any level right Yeah. yeah i mean i think it
1: works i mean I, I just I feel like anyone that's heard it is kind of like they, they don't hate it, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like that, you know. They I might was just, just to tell
0: like, everybody, like I know that I'm the only person that likes my music, and that's okay. And they're, yeah, they're like, well, it's not that bad. I'm like, you saying it's not that bad means it's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's like okay. I just, I like, yeah, I just, you know, I didn't just spend like. 3 months doing this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I almost knees but I was like I'm about to die but I don't know. Like, yeah. Never yeah. Know. Yeah. Um but yeah, so let's kind of talk about some of the um uh, the I guess the sound or the vibe. I, I hate using that phrase vibe cuz like I don't really understand why people say that but um it's an energy, man. Uh let's go with uh I think my personal favorite thing about the music is that you create these like huge songs that can easily be played in arenas. And that's why I say like, it could be like one of these things it's like you're a pioneer because it's like, you know, Bruno Mars was making pop music the entire time he was not famous. Right. Like he just then became famous because he's writing stuff like that. I mean, he wrote, um, that song for, um, well, what's the guy's name? Fucking fuck you and forget you too, or whatever. Yeah. That song. He wrote that song. You that? He wrote a few other songs <laughs> out there, like B.O.B. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those were famous. He wasn't, he wasn't even famous yet. He was writing music for other people. Um, but then you also find a way to connect with humans. And I think it's different when people get to the level that they're actually playing stadiums and making that big stadium sound, because at that point they've disconnected themselves from an everyday person, right? Like, they're so rich and famous from, you know, being a long-term musician. Like we were just talking about Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers do not make music for normal people anymore. They're making music for themselves and, and the decadent lifestyle and the rock star lifestyle they've had for the last 50 years because that's just their life. Like they can't really connect on a I can't pay my rent kind of level anymore, right? So what I what I like about your ability to write these songs now is that you you have achieved the sound Of these big anthemic rock songs but you're still a normal person so you actually can write the songs with lyrics that make fucking sense and they're not about like eddie van halen becoming a drug addict or some weird (laughs) shit like that you're like why is anthony kiedis writing a song about eddie van halen i don't even know what the fuck is happening right now (laughs) like uh but yeah i mean this is this is you're talking about your dog you're talking about relationships you're talking about you know the the things that you do in your life just like everybody else right Obviously, you're not talking about your dog like, oh, he's a good boy. Like, you know, he, mm, here's, no, the, here's the kind on. of kibble that he likes or whatever. Like, you, it's a, yeah. it's a relationship, but it's just with a dog kind of scenario, mm. right? So, like, do you feel like there is something about that when you're writing these songs that are these big sound? Do you feel like it makes more sense to write these connective lyrics versus, like, trying mm. to just write a pop song, which could be completely meaningless?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I, I always wanted the right songs. I wanted, I wanted to be, you know, catchy first and foremost. I, I want it to catch your ear first, but then like, once you actually start listening to it, it's like, Oh, that's a really sad song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like, it's you know, hoppy, but it's sort yeah.
1: Of <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like you're crying in the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, uh, You know, I think you do have to, I mean, I'm writing, as I said, I write for myself, but it's, I mean, I can't be the only person to feel that way, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so like when, when, you know, you actually listen to it, you know, there, you know, there's some, and, you know, you, you build a connection to the song and you, you feel, you know, something for it, then, you know, it just means that much more especially when at first, you know, you just thought it was a catchy song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's like, maybe Drake might be a good example of like, or bad bunny is another one where like people are like, Oh, I like to dance to it. But then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, this dude is sad as shit right now. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like as far as, you know, pop stars or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. they still manage to be famous, but like a lot of, a lot of pop and R and B and hip hop artists, they are egotistical. They're flashy. They want to be materialistic. They want to show off the stuff that they have. They don't want to talk about what it is to be a real human and, and have depression, anxiety, uh, be sad. They just want to talk about how much money they have. And it's like, who the fuck cares how much money you have? We know how much money you yeah. have. You're stupidly spending on shit. They'll probably bankrupt and from in like a couple of years anyway. So no, yeah. we don't care. Like, we don't, Yeah. We
1: don't really care. I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i
1: just you know. i'm i'm like so late on my power bill <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah. i don't care <laughs> do you know how much
0: water costs in la yeah <laughs>
1: seriously <laughs> ridiculous
0: but yeah i think but, that's i think that's always a way to ground yourself is like you know make the songs big but then write the songs well as well which like you're saying mm-hmm. a while to do it but mm-hmm. finding that that connection between big, big songs and then intimate kind of interpersonal issues. That's where I think the gold is. And I think that's what's missing with a lot of music on the radio. Cause there's almost nothing I relate to that's on the radio. I'm like, Jesus, this is fucking stupid. Like literally it's just about teenage love. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'm like, I, yeah. I don't read Romeo and Juliet every year. for a year. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: fucking have those issues anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do
0: something else yeah exactly yeah. i want to thank my guest brian gonzalez from the la rock band record year for being on the show today go to the show notes below this episode to check out the music and the social media links as well remember the powered by rock podcast is powered by our listeners to show us some support please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media if you're only listening to this podcast you can go check out the full video interview on your on our youtube and spotify channels as well also if you like reading you want to check out some of our awesome content or shop our merchant gear head to poweredbyrock.com to see what's good that's our show for today. Until I see you soon for the next episode, rock on. Not ever. Not
1: ever. What was supposed to